What a great way to start this identity podcast. Hello, and welcome to QSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Cusack, one movie at a time. Yeah, with other people. Yep, we have three very special people here today. Yep. You all want to talk at any time? or? Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> we don't have guests. <laughs> Hello? It would be really fitting for this film for you to have imaginary guests. (laughs) (laughs) I assure you, there are people here. (laughs) If we start disappearing one at a time, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) See, and that's the thing. You said you have, like, bad internet right now, Tim. So at any moment, you can go away. (laughs) And we won't know whether you were ever real or not. No. Okay. Saw a man who wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> i wrote it when i was a kid you know that old time poem awful so hi you know- hi, oh. hi everyone my name is marco brigo can someone introduce oh yeah so we have marco brigo hello everyone my name is kathleen cabrera but these folks call me cat we have cat Hi, I'm Tim, and that's all you need to fucking know about me. Yeah, exactly. I just realized, Grace, they know um, our guests' last names before they ever found out our last names. I'm never giving out my, ba- my last name. Yeah. Y'all just dox yourselves. <laughs> no, but we talk about Marco Brigo all the time. Yeah. yeah. In so flattering ways, might I add. But <laughs> I, I do want to jump on real quick and, and just rebut uh, against something that I was accused of maybe three or four episodes ago. But uh, for those who have been listening to QSAC to the future, uh, you might know that John and Grace have, have come up with a very cool catchphrase regarding the toilet seat. Oh, uh, the pooping one, yeah. Yes, and, and what is it, John? Hold on, let me put my drink down. It is uh, sit, gentle, poo better. Right. I remember that. And you came up with that because of Grace telling the story about how her two roommates uh, routinely disrespect their toilet seat. <laughs> Uh, I am here to call shenanigans because I am one of said roommates and I treat that toilet seat with some goddamn respect. Whereas our third, who may or may not be uh, my paramour in life, uh, she, I think like they, a toilet seat must have bullied her in high school or something like that because she slams that thing down with so much authority. I swear to God, my first reaction Every time she does it is, are you all right? <laughs> and so I just wanted to clear the air. This is not a, a Bonnie and Clyde thing against toilet seats. I love toilet seats. My best friend is a toilet seat. So Hi. <laughs> and hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. <laughs> you know how Russell is. She's a state record holder. That's right. So, uh, but uh, very happy to be here. Um, this Yay. is going to be fun. I, I think I can speak for three of us when I say that uh, we've we've listened to the show. Yeah, Tim, Cat. Yes. <laughs> what a I glowing have. accolade. <laughs> yes, I have <laughs> in the past. The show. So those were our three listeners every week. <laughs> yeah. But how's everyone's week going? How's everyone been? I had a fun. I just got done with a work meeting. It was super fun. I got to tell the guy I trained, or not tell, but I got to confirm with the guy I trained that he's being laid off at the end of the oh. year. Oh no! So it's been a super fun week. I'm really fine. brought the mood down, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Great, this is, this is not my fault. 
Just yeah. just hand the ball over. Who are you handing it to, Tim? Uh, popcorn Mark. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, my week has been okay. It's been fun pretending to be a samurai on that ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I got a real nice. cool uh, lesson in YouTube drama history last night from Grace. So that was really fun. Um, and which, which YouTube community? Uh, the beauty uh, the, community. The beauty community oh, and gross. a little bit of the mukbang community. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so learning a lot about that and realizing I'm never going to jump into that rabbit hole again. Yeah. But uh but otherwise <laughs> otherwise it's it's been pretty good. Cat, how's your week been? Um it's been all right, I guess. Um Eddie and I bought a uh an IKEA wardrobe and nice. we built it and it took 5 hours. Built together? Oh my god. It was, it was a Congratulations. real relationship. Yeah. <laughs> called me. Oh I built I all the furniture in my apartment alone, and yeah, IKEA so furniture is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, congratulations on your very strong relationship surviving IKEA. <laughs> yeah, yeah really? congratulations on your very okay furniture. On our very okay furniture, that is yes. accurate. That's IKEA. Is the furniture and or Edu okay? Yeah. <laughs> cool. His body's still in the wardrobe, so. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's how Kathleen finished it. She murdered him and was like, I need to put this somewhere. I guess I'm finishing the wardrobe. Yeah, I took a lot of inspiration from identity the movie. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're delving into identity again with three people who strongly feel affectionate about it. I don't want to say love because I don't know if y'all love it. Do y'all love it? it? I feel like strongly feel affectionate is stronger than loving something. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, that maybe that's just me. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you like? Will you like? If a bullet needed to be stop. <laughs> if you needed to throw your body in front of it, would you? I think I would. Oh, real? Okay. Mark, and you love this? Um, I. I, I don't know if I love it, but I love I, I like it as much as nineteen dollars and ninety-nine cents will allow me to. Because <laughs> I'm coming at this, and this is a bit of a spoiler here, I'm coming at this from a little bit of a different perspective because uh Kat, I imagine did you did you see this movie recently just to sort of freshen up or Yes, I did. Okay. I saw it okay, good. last night. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tim Tim, you saw this last week, right? Yes. I haven't seen this movie since 2003. Yeah, before. that was the last time I had seen it before last week. Yeah, the so... first time I watched it was in high school, so... Yeah, it was... Later. Maybe it was, like, 2007 or 8, and um, that was the only time I had seen it, and then mm-hmm. I saw it last night. So I loved it the first time that I saw it. Yeah, I did too. I saw it in theaters as a young, impressionable thirteen-year-old. <laughs> I uh, I felt pressured to love it because, as as aforementioned before, I bought it, so I kind of felt like I needed to love it because that would have been a waste of twenty bucks and a trip to my local mall just to go Sun to Coast. Yeah, Suncoast. I'm I'm actually I'm pretty sure it was at Suncoast. So not yeah. only did I buy the movie. Um, but I, I made sure to watch it with as many different friends as possible. So I could get my, you know, uh, as much bang, uh, out of the buck as I could here. So, um, I haven't seen the movie in that long. I just remember forcing myself to like it. So I'm coming at it from a, a bit of a different angle here. It's pure nostalgia. If you Wait, will. did you not watch it again? 
Well, I was supposed to yesterday, and then John decided to come over and watch Real Steel with us, which of course is my weakness. So we shared about 40 chicken nuggets between us yeah. while we watched Real Steel. Yeah. You forgot the fish fillet, man. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> gotta keep it healthy. The fish fillet that I ordered. And Isn't Grace got a, Grace got, got a happy meal, if I'm not mistaken. I got the big kids happy meal. I got the six. Because there was no way I'm, there's no way I'm finishing another twenty. That was rough. How Wait, dare you? So I, I like real steel got in the way of us watching or were you watching uh identity? So you you're going off of memory from like several years ago yeah i can't believe john sabotaged his own podcast I don't, well i mean none the, like i don't clearly <laughs> i don't really know what i'm doing <laughs> but like it's it's really cool that you're like i love this movie so much that i haven't seen it but i'm still willing to fight for it but just to, once mark i want you to fight for me that point to that point though <laughs> That is a line from Real Steel, for the record. But go ahead, Sam. That's I all I, say, I I'm done for the day. Believe, I haven't seen this movie in 17 years. And the amount of scenes I vividly remember, like, absolutely perfectly, what song was playing, what happened, oh, wow. was shocking. I have such distinct memories of the hooker driving in her, uh, <laughs> in her like, what do you, convertible car and yeah. accidentally opening her luggage while... Yeah while the Foo Fighters is playing in the background. I don't, I think that just had a very solid effect on me as a young gay lad. It's like, this is the kind of glamour I aspire to. Oh, my clothes are flying everywhere. <laughs> All my life I've been searching for something. <laughs> like that scene is so impeccably me. Mm. It, it, it hurt. Mm, okay. Your name, Paris, Nevada. Tim? <laughs> Who told you? It is now, bitch. I wish. Oh, man. So I watched this, like I said, when I was young. Um, I watched it again last night, and I did not, um, I guess, love it as much as I did back then. Okay. Um, I thought it was really short. I was Yeah, it was really? very rushed. Yeah, I, it, it ended, and then I was like, what happened? Like, I, I really thought there was more to this movie than yeah. there was. I will say towards the end, it, like, jumped, like, an entire it seven scenes. Because he, uh, he gets back in, end. and then you're like, what? <laughs> I feel like in the middle, it just kind of, like, jumped, and they were like, fuck, we gotta wrap this up. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Even in the beginning, one of the notes I took was... Someone working on this movie realized, oh shit, we have like 15 characters yep. here that we introduced all at once. So we're going to start and end every sentence with the person's name that they're addressing. Oh. <laughs> if you go back and watch some of the dialogue, especially in the beginning of the movie, it's, uh, so how long have you been married to so-and-so, so-and-so? Actually, she's my wife, Ed! It's just like, <laughs> Every sentence has a person's name in it. And it's like, I appreciate this because I still don't remember their names. This is true. I did not know John Cusack's name in this movie until oh, he is, about he is John in my notes. Yeah. I had him as John Cusack all yeah. throughout my notes. Yeah. Grace, it's okay that I do that for every movie then. <laughs> it's literally just Paris that I remember the name of. Paris and John Cusack are the only two people in this movie. <laughs> Mark, what do you remember from your nostalgic I haven't seen this movie in 17 years? 
Uh, I just remember that this was a uh, triumphant return to cinema for one Jake Busey, who I hadn't seen <laughs> in a good G. six years because the last time I had seen him was in Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry oh for identity <laughs> just to look at the cast, just so you know, I don't feel too, because I don't remember any of the names. I just realized maybe now or maybe I'm rediscovering the fact because I don't know how many times they say each other's last names in this, but everybody's name is like a state. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, one of the weird clues. Yeah. In in this movie that clues them into they're not real people. This one's this one's silly. William Lee Scott, who played Jenny's husband, Cleo Duval's husband. His name is Lou Eziana. What? <laughs> you couldn't come I up. Think, I think he's the one that yells. Actually, she's my wife, Ed. Yeah, but you couldn't call him Louis Sienna. You know what I mean? Too easy. <laughs> Sorry. That would be too stupid. easy. And give away, away the ending mark. God. I know, I know. So I'm looking at this: the York family, Robert Maine, Ed Dakota, Samuel Rhodes. Like, okay. I, I get this now. All right. Um, other than that, though, uh, I know there's that dope scene with the baseball bat. So no. uh, I still that's that is where the movie jumps the shark for me. Oh, if yeah. Anything. There's so yeah. much ridiculousness. But when I saw like you jammed that that baseball bat all the way down that man's throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, How did a child do yeah. that? And he, the dude was still sitting in the chair, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He fucking took it. He had to yeah. be looking straight up for that to happen. Yeah. He probably was like, you think you... I can get this all the way down? <laughs> like... No, no, no. I think he was like, you can't fit that in my mouth. Look how large my teeth are. Yeah. <laughs> they are 40% of my face. I fucking dare you. I think Jake Busey might be the real life King Shark for all you comic fans out there. Because he is just oh, 90% Lord. teeth. He's it's so much cool. teeth. He's just Ooh. so much teeth. Yeah, but um, but from what I remember, to answer your question, from what I remember, I uh, I did I did enjoy it. Um, I'm sure if I watched again, I'd ruin it a little bit for myself yes. because I know the twist and everything going yes. in. But I will say this: the first time I watched it, I went, "Oh no, that's a twist." Yeah, All right. I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Um, I think I was helped by the fact that I had no, I, I had never heard of this movie, and my family was like, "Get in the car, we're gonna go watch this." So I didn't, I wasn't like expecting a twist. I had no idea what was going on and I loved every minute of it. I think for me, this was, um, I'm not a big horror movie fan. I get scared pretty easily, but this was my first psychological thriller type of movie. And Mm -hmm. yeah, since it was um, pretty early on and the twists in it and the fact that there was that aspect of it where it's a, you know, dissociative um, personality disorder. Mm-hmm. was new in terms of cinema for me as a child and so i think that was where the novelty was of this movie yes because i remember when i first saw this i was like this is really fucking good and then i saw it again for the podcast i was like that was less good yes <laughs> yes the magic was gone and then it's i saw definitely it again. a one-time movie you yeah know i was the like ending mm. you don't rewatch it yeah, I the, the part for me that made it so that, I mean, I wouldn't say it jumped the shark, but where it got sort of silly, because, you know, for a horror movie or a thriller, like, there's certain things you're like, all right, I can let that go. That's fine. 
But when when you realize that the kid is the killer, right? It yeah. brought me yeah. back to that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think, where yeah. there was like a vampire family that lived yes. next door. Yes. And the, the protagonist thought that the, the father or even the mother was the vampire lord. It turns out it was the kid. And so I really should have seen this coming. I just didn't think I was like, they're not going to do that because that would be dumb. And then I got dumbed. And I was like, all right. Okay. I th- I thought it was going to be a little more supernatural than that, mm-hmm. just because like the guy got killed by the car, yeah. and then he disappeared, and then the the key appears in his pocket and everything. So I was like, yeah. oh, this is like some sort of spiritual, like something bigger. But no, yeah. it was just this boy got really lucky and threw keys everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because when all that like crazy <laughs> shit was happening, did you guys have like a guess of like what was happening? Like, did you guys try and make like? Do you have a theory or like, this might be this or like me, where you're just like, well, I'm done. (laughs) What do you got movie? I was just following whatever they thought, whoever they thought it was, you know, like if it was uh, Ray Liotta's character or, or the Motel Larry guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about Motel Larry until right now. I didn't know that it would be the child at all until the end that's why that twist was so good i mean i guess for uh for me um trying to figure out who the killer was you know obviously before the twist was revealed i just kept thinking oh they're gonna pull some dumb stuff where there's like another personality that we've never seen before Mm -hmm. they they're hinting at them and then or maybe it's somebody that we saw once very briefly at the beginning and then it turns out they're the one you know this whole time who was uh who was doing it um then i was like maybe it's alfred molina and then uh i kept thinking to myself why am i so fixated on this guy and it was because uh the next year he was going to be dr octopus and i was like oh i think i just like alfred molina a whole lot (laughs) um i still don't get how he killed the blonde lady she was like let's go get in the car small boy and he's like okay but silently because he was a mute and then the car just explodes yeah, that was really fast. It's and just like like immediately. And they're like, oh no, they're both dead. And they don't go the movie, check on it. That's when the movie ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh, like I said, it felt rushed. For this one. So they like, do check on it though, but then all of the bodies all of a sudden are missing. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, they like, miss the part oh, where yeah. he like, triumphantly walks away from the burning carnage of, of the car. So, like, but how did he do that? <laughs> magic i guess so <laughs> it's like it wasn't supernatural but it was supernatural it was it was so just like lukewarm either way on that idea that it bothered me Aww. like either make this kid a fucking demon or explain I, things better movie. i was kind of expecting that one of the the first time i watched it i was like is this child like the omen <laughs> he had big omen vibes it was yeah. the sweater vest right, he's kind of creepy he was very creepy because he doesn't talk. <laughs> I just don't hate, trust children. He hates hookers. Jesus Christ. Did you guys get that she was a hooker? Because the whole time oh, where yeah. Motel yeah. Larry was just like, no, he, a hooker. And oh. I was like, why is she a hooker? One of the, the notes, beginning. one of the notes in my movie or in my, one of the lines in my notes is this movie really is Paris, the hookers rotten, no good, truly terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> Because aside from dying, every bad thing that happens in that movie happens to her. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, she got to the orange grove, so... Oh, and I need to point out the best line in the entire film. 
when shit really starts hitting the fan and she kind of loses it. So she op- flings open the door dramatically. Again, she was such a big role model for me. And <laughs> flings open the door and then yells into the rainy, torrentially raining sky, I'm turning 30 next week and I just want to go home and grow oranges. <laughs> <laughs> and if that isn't a mood for 2020, I don't know what is. <laughs> I had to pause that the movie and rewatch that like 10 second span multiple times because I was like, wow, I've never specifically related to a line more in my life. <laughs> I will say I graduated in 2003. And if I had seen this movie before I'd graduated, that would have been my yearbook quote. Oh, yeah. I want that tattooed on my taint. Like, <laughs> it'll come up. Aww. And you know what's better is that was a plot point because then she oh. they calm her down. She walks back in and and Motel Larry's like, "Yeah, I, I, my birthday's next week too." Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. when they all discovered. If so she didn't speak. scream that needlessly into the sky, we would never have figured this out. I feel like that moment, and I probably said it in the last podcast too. Like that was like the thing of like the late '90s, early 2000s, right? Like just have girls go out into the rain and scream at oh, whatever yeah. entities coming at them right because that wasn't what i know what you did last summer where she just was like bouncing up and down needlessly in the black bra and just going like what do you want from us and when i saw that, i just started busting up because i was like wow it's the same thing and so i just i don't know i i love there's no such thing as needless bouncing if a woman's just in a bra <sighs> This coming from you, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because I thought, again, like I saw this in the theater and I thought it was really good and then rewatching it, it does lose a lot of the magic, but like you're coming at it like you're, it's like, is it like a campy kind of love for y'all? Like where it's, it's so over the top, it's good. Or is it much, much. or is it kind of like ours where you heard us talk about it? You're like. How dare they? I love that movie. And then you watch it, you're like, we've made a mistake. <laughs> I will always love it just because... She's turning 30 and all she wants is to go home and grow oranges. How could you not relate to that? Fair enough. Also, another of my favorite lines is uh, John goes into that laundry room, opens up the dryer oh, yeah. and finds a severed head and yeah. then just... He just kind of looks sad and unsurprised <laughs> and very flatly goes, holy fuck. <laughs> I will say the reaction in this movie was very much, it was just like, give me a little bit more, John. There's no middle ground. It was either shrieking intensity or I'm tired of redoing this scene. <laughs> it's just a... Hmm. Mm. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of um, in the movie Clue, where they find a lot of bodies, and then they're kind of just like, oh, another one. (laughs) Another one. Another one. Another body. (laughs) That's expected. But that was the first one, so John (laughs) Cusack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it was also his boss. The woman he had just been driving. And then he found her head after hitting someone with his her car. And he finds her head in a dryer and just goes. That being said, I think he did dislike her. 
a lot. Oh yeah, but she's also his paycheck. Yeah, so he's just like, I'm unemployed. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why he decides to become a cop again. Yeah. (laughs) Can't be a limo driver anymore. No, I thought I was out of the game. Transformation. He was like, Holy fuck! I guess I'm a cop again. They keep pulling me back in. Did you, this is a weird thing to ask, but did you relate any of these instances to a instance in your life? <laughs> well, it was funny. One time when I was a limo driver. When I found my boss's head in a dryer, I yelled a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, guys, when I was a convicted mass murderer, uh, I distinctly remember uh, no one being as nice to me as Alfred Molina was. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so can we talk about his character? Because like parts of it, I was like really confused confused with this doc ock guy because i was like i what are, are they calling him doc ock here as well that's yeah. great yeah <laughs> we're a bunch of nerds he's going to be doc ock <laughs> i'm sorry i mean yeah he does play a doc character in both so he yes. he felt more like doc frankenstein in this movie like I, I was waiting during the questioning process for him to stand up and go yes yes remember something <laughs> like, like he was getting so into that shit yeah, I think he he was kind of into um, you know Malcolm Rivers, the the is that the murderer guy, yeah, the convicted okay. murderer guy's name. Um, I saw him and I thought that was Mike O'Malley from Yes Dear and Nickelodeon hosting things. Guts when he was hosting. Yeah, Guts back but I mean older Mike O'Malley when like circa Yes Dear. Ah. I legit thought that was him for a second, and it made no, me really uncomfortable. Oh. Uh, I remember this guy because he's always playing like either some sort of criminal or like some sort of like heavy thug type of guy. Yeah, some kind of of fat man. Well, sort of. (laughs) Uh, The first time I ever saw him was in this movie called The Legend of 1900, which was uh, it's one of those movies where if you're trying to look smart, you bring it up at parties and then be surprised that no one's ever heard of it before. (laughs) Your friend's podcast. Right. No, it just I it's not like I love the movie. I mean, God, I still was every time I hear that, like, uh, or I think about that movie, I go way too long. And I haven't seen that in like how, how many years. But this this actor, he's he's pretty good so i was a little disappointed that this is kind of what they gave him i mean again refresh my memory here did he have a lot of screen time or no no that's what i figured okay and what screen time he did have he was like sedated Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i wish he had more of like the different personalities acting them out as himself um kind of like in split or something yeah yeah Yeah, but I I did think that yeah Doc Ock was very into him like as a subject of yes. his like you know like ex- little experiment on the therapy of um, killing each other's personalities. So yeah. a you little have multiple personalities in you, and we're gonna murder them tonight, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully we get the bad one, but we don't know. <laughs> Battle <laughs> Royale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of Hunger Games. <laughs> Well, because like his his whole thing was let's figure out which personality is the murderer and get rid of it, right? Oh yeah, but yeah. that doesn't but matter. Do that. It doesn't and work that way, a, right? It, it's no. not like okay, if you're even if you are suffering from DID and you end up committing a crime, I mean you are still, I mean, if they're going to be using that as the insanity defense, right? It still doesn't matter because you're the person who did it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's not then, like. 
the, the personality just doesn't go away it integrates so it becomes a, it becomes a part of you it's still a part of you and so that that's the thing i was just like i don't quite understand what this film is asking for in that in that sense of like oh so he's sick so he gets to go to a hospital a hospital jail instead yeah, I think it's that he Something can like that. do a guilty plea instead of being executed. Because, like, um, at the beginning, they explained that he's about he's on uh, death row, yeah, he's and on he's death. about to get yeah executed. So instead of executing him, I guess now they're just having him be in a state prison or in a hospital. State hospital. Plus, I yeah. think yeah. the the guy Doc Ock just really wanted to finish his research and like prove his own point to stroke yeah. his own ego. Yeah. So he had to show off his magic um <laughs> put your brain in a motel serum that they injected this man with. Yeah. What is that made of? Did they just go around to all the sheets and like suck up some of the old dried loads and like we're gonna inject this in you to get you to the hotel? I guess so. Oh, it was I don't understand. <laughs> it, the way we're going is like, oh, would you love about it? But you're still like talking. And it seems like we're liking the movie less the more we talk about. Oh it. no, I love shitting on things I love. I mean, that's if part I of didn't it, right? like this movie, I would just be like, it was boring. Next, yeah. Well, I think it's it's more so like for us, it was just like, oh, we kind of expected it to live up to the expectations of us. How, when did this movie come out? Like twenty two thousand three, seventeen years, years ago. Yeah. You want to know what really made me confront my age with that fact? What? Everyone pulled out disposable cameras to take photos of the bodies and all of a sudden i realized how old i was and i'm pretty sure i stopped breathing for a solid 10 seconds oh and the cell phones in that movie were like the oh cell phones that are kind of like battery darling i loved there was a conversation in the beginning about cell phones that i found almost purposefully comedic it sounded like an snl sketch he's like a woman's been hit by a car i need your cell phone who's been hit by a car a woman's been hit by a car give me your cell phone she who hit her give me your cell phone dude we don't have a cell phone they just kept yelling shit back at each like like you know the question game you have to respond to a question with a question it felt like they were doing that and it made me very uncomfortable while this mom bled out on a street (laughs) Okay, and so the whole time with the mom, she just bleeds out the entire time. And then she gets strangled, but yeah. Yeah, the kids like, suffocates her at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently, John Cusack does save her with his uncanny suturing of her neck. Like, basic high school, like, home ec, I have to take this one because Shotcast was full sewing skills. Which I was like, I don't think it works like that when it it was visibly yeah. infected. He just prolonged her suffering. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have names, right? The parents. Her name sure was Alice. Um, oh, her and, name is Alice. Yeah, and the guy's name is George, and they're all of their last what? names are York. York. But where the fuck? Did did they say their names? Because I thought it was just mom and stepdad and kid the whole goddamn time. I don't know if they said them out loud, but at one point they show the photographs of everyone's IDs. Yeah. Uh, when they were con- they, when they were I supposed to them. figure that out from context clues or? 
Yeah, they, they showed they me it, with and, a picture and stuff. Yeah, because so. yeah. the uh, Motel Larry took photo or took a copy of everyone's ID, and he pulls them out at the end when they're figuring this out. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean Alice's name got mentioned at the very very beginning when she got run over, and the husband was like, "Alice, no." <laughs> <laughs> My name is George, Georgetown. No. <laughs> You're right, though, that they never really say their names until like, the dialogue and they're talking to them. Yeah, she, that's the problem. She didn't have dialogue. So no one was, she wasn't around for everyone to go, Alice, are you doing okay with your wounds, Alice? <laughs> yes, George. Thank you, George. I appreciate you as a husband, George, my husband. <laughs> Glad we could settle this. Do you guys guys think that this movie, like, it doesn't age well with, like, multiple viewings? Because once we already get rid of the layer of, like, who did it and, like, the whole mystery of what's going on, you just realize how ridiculous everything is? That and I feel like a movie like this, it has, like, a big twist ending cool. But half the fun of those types of movies is usually you go back and watch it again, and you're like, oh, they hinted at that there and there and there. This was... movie did not have yeah, that. That's I, was, I was watching that little boy like a hawk on this one. <laughs> I was, was like, like ready no for it. Hint. I was like, mm, hint it to me. Omen boy hinted to me. And he did not. <laughs> there were no hints. That's very true. Absolutely not. Like The only thing I can think of is like, oh, he went in to talk to his mom. And then, oh, next thing he knows, she's dead. Yeah, I, I think. Like, huh. He also walked towards a car, and less than five seconds later, it exploded. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, how? they didn't even even in the flashbacks where they were explaining how he killed everyone. They didn't explain that. They just showed him walking. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Walking away from the car, smiling while it blew up. It's like, how did you do that? <laughs> well, you know, magic. Magic. Why does he you just blow up the whole motel then? Demon child. That is also a thing of like, why didn't he just do something to the entire hotel when all of them were in the same room all the time? He clearly has some sort of demon strength because he was downing adults left and right. Even at the end, she's like digging on her orange grove and she looks up and it's like, oh no, a child. I'm doomed. An armed child. Just kick him, lady. He's small. I just You're think, 30 now. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I just think that maybe nobody wants to be the person that, like, beats up a kid. Oh, my God. I would love That's... to have a reason to. <laughs> I'm waiting for a child to attack me so I can be... Oh, that was self-defense. Yeah. I had no choice. I saw identity. He brought this upon himself. Yeah. The only thing that I did pick up on um, this time around was the fact that I guess Malcolm Rivers's mom was a hooker as well, or something. yes, yeah. So and so Malcolm Rivers, the the patient, the main guy, yeah, whose body, who is having the identity, happening oh, okay. in his head. yeah, oh, that makes so, sense then. I think no wonder. Oh, is that why the little boy hates hookers so yeah. much? I think Timmy was like his inner child or whatever. Or it's yeah, that's really not harbored all the hate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why he. Yeah, he which I never two viewings got. and I still didn't get that. 
<laughs> three viewings too many. So can we assume then that Malcolm Rivers also must really fucking love oranges? He yeah. Yeah. Orange juice must have gotten him through the troubled youth that he lived. That was the thing though, right? Like he his that was the whole thing was like his happy place was Florida. Mm-hmm. It must yeah. Yeah, I think he did grow up been. in Florida. Yeah. Clearly, he's a serial killer. <laughs> well, that or Wisconsin. There are not a lot of options. Well, well. <laughs> well. Sorry for alienating no one None listens to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. All of our listeners is in this room right now. <laughs> so just me? I'm looking around. Yeah. No. Maybe the- uh, another wonderful exchange I wrote down is uh, I forget who was talking to Paris, but someone says to her, is that where you live full time? Las Vegas, and she goes, used to. And he goes, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck do you think it means? Stop talking in riddles, hooker. <laughs> I, I think that... Listen, whore, I don't understand past tense. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, sir. That was Louisiana. God damn it, that name. Oh, no wonder. He's from Simple Folk, clearly. Oh my god. People can move. I didn't know that. Well, again, uh, like, you have to understand his situation. Like, you know, he had a wife who was pregnant, but not really pregnant. Oh yeah, I forgot that plot thread. Oh yeah. <laughs> They had had to blow that surprise so early because they were like, "This, they're gonna die. We just need to have them like everything up front." Yeah, they really just like did a very quick like, "Oh, I'm pregnant, but actually, I'm not pregnant." (laughs) Okay, cheat on me, but you didn't cheat on me, and I just wanted us to be together, but we can't be together because you're abusive, and now I'm locking myself into this bathroom. And so, you're gonna die. I, I got very big Ran, stab <laughs> energy from that entire exchange. That's all I could think. Low so, down. For this round, I didn't I didn't watch Identity again because I felt like after I spoke about it in length the last episode, I was like, I got it out of my brain. Good. And then now hearing you guys talk about it, like the whole movie is is all of them like slowly disappearing from existence but hearing you guys talk about them and all these plot points they're slowly materializing into my brain again. <laughs> i don't like it it's like the opposite Uh-oh. of what doc Ock was doing we gotta inject john with that motel juice or he's gonna he's gonna go crazy like that I guy know, from I'm my go crazy in the orange grove you're gonna go crazy like michael malley in, in yes dear <laughs> Mark, do you remember like what what is your what is your seventeen year old memory of this movie? Uh, my seventeen year old memory was that uh, I feel like this was my introduction to Agatha Christie style mysteries. Okay, and that um, mm-hmm. I I thought this was the most clever thing in the world. And then I I'm reading some of like some blurbs from reviews, and literally every one of them says. 
you know, this is just like a like an Agatha Christie style thriller, highly original. I'm like, well, you can't call it highly original if you said straight up it's basically an Agatha Christie mystery. So um, I, I do remember uh, liking it. Again, I do remember having to like it. Otherwise, I would have been out that 20 bucks. But um, I remember bringing it to friends' houses and them, you know, digging it too. But maybe not getting why I was so enthusiastic about it. Um, the acting, there wasn't anything in there that made me not like it. Uh, I did like the cast a lot. And anytime you can see crazy eyes, Ray Liotta is always yeah. a good time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mark, I'm hey, fully crazy. imagining you as someone who put that DVD in and then you sat there and watched your friend watch Identity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I, I, I'm pretty sure if I had a nickel for every time I said, you have to watch this part. And then you stare directly at their face. I feel, I feel like the way, because like when we were watching Real Steel yesterday, like I kept looking over to see if you were looking at us at certain moments. Cause like, <laughs> am, I, am I supposed to react at this? Is Am I reacting correctly? Am I crying yet? Is this one where I cry yet? Oh, I did the crying. Thank you very much. I, although I think the number of us, a number of us did cry. Oh, we did. Yeah, the only person who didn't give a fuck was my girlfriend because she was too busy thinking about how she was going to slam that fucking toilet seat down in the next (laughs) 20 minutes. I have to say I'm very proud of our our toilet seat just like still moving in one piece. Yeah, which makes me mad that my toilet seat fucking quit on me. You shattered it, basically, right? I did. It's well, like, you were sitting on it, though. Well, I was sitting on it, so it's not like sit, thud. It was just sit, crumble. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's all this powder under me? Thud. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how, like, was there a, and not to derail it, but, like, the, the conversation here, but. No, this I mean, is relevant. When you sat down, was there just a giant, like, crack that formed? And then, like. Yeah, like what? it's kind of like what happens in like cartoons where I was like, there's like a, just a, a slow forming crack. The more I looked at it when I rose up, I was like, oh, it's not my hip. I'm fine. So I stood up and I just see the crack slowly start. It's like the earthquake of cracks in uh, Superman 1 when there was an earthquake. And Superman was just like, oh, no, the earthquake is going after Lois. It's kind of like that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the sentient earthquake. Yeah, the sentient earthquake is going after my human girlfriend. It's like, no, it's going after my favorite seat. <laughs> and how did you report this to everybody at home again? I was just like, I have to quietly replace this toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> because, Fine. again, I can't tell that the story is as big a mood. Questions. That is as big a mood as I am 30 and just want to go home and grow oranges. <laughs> To quietly replace this. I have to quietly replace this. this. If I had a nickel for every time I have thought that, I could probably pay off all those toilet seats. I have a logistical (laughs) question, John. Did the toilet seat just like go into the toilet itself and did you flush it down? (laughs) No, like the the toilet seat cracked like at the edges. So it's, and the fucked up part, it wasn't even on the spot I was sitting at. How? So it's just like on the edges, and I was just like, "How the fuck?" So <laughs> I quietly replace it. Um, I, I fix it. I order a very expensive toilet seat, a no slam toilet seat. Um, so uh, day of, I replace it, and I was like, "Perfect, it's garbage day." So, so like very suspiciously at like eleven thirty, I like sneak out. I'm like, "No one will ever know," and then I just stub, I shove the the uh uh crumbled toilet seat cover or toilet seat into the garbage can 
No, I have to ask, though, because you seem to be trying to do this as stealthily as possible, as if no one will ever see the new toilet seat you placed uh, on this toilet. Yeah, it's fine. Like, uh, do you recognize toilet seats? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like no. to think in my own house, if a brand new toilet seat appeared on my toilet, I would notice, especially if it was a no slam variety. Yeah, I would notice a no slam toilet seat. Especially what is that sound? What is that entail? What is now that I need entail? to replace this. <laughs> is there some sort of padding on the bottom of it? Like I think it's just, I don't know. Like when you you try and slam it, it slows down all of a sudden, and then it oh, gently just slides. It's got like super close. hinges. Well, yeah. That's what you need for yourself. Yeah, you gotta get that. No, she's house. a state record holder. She would find a way. She's like challenge accepted. <laughs> she would try to slam it. It wouldn't work, and she would hulk out and just deadlift the entire toilet and throw it out a window. <laughs> Can't and then she'd like she'd like discus throw the toilet seat to like Utah. Yes. She'd be like, we'll never have to worry about that motherfucker again. And then she'd just like casually stroll into the living room. Darling, the toilet's broken. Yeah, we need a new exactly. one. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like that's like deja vu. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. It's it's too soon for that shit. I can Has this feel happened before for you? Yourself. I was gonna say, I don't want to no, How many toilets has she thrown <laughs> from your building? <laughs> I think I I just feel like Griselle at the gym right now. Just <laughs> I know about me. You know? Oh no. <laughs> she comes home. Yeah, I PB'd today. I don't know what fueled me. I just felt so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of unbridled rage entered my body. It was weird. <laughs> so what did you talk about on the podcast today? How much we love identity. I love it so much. Rousseau's going to listen to this episode and just... Just this. Just this. The only episode she listens to. <laughs> yeah, I made a note. I was like 47 minutes. <laughs> Let still know the time. <laughs> a big part of my identity is making fun of Mark's girlfriend. That's a big I part of <laughs> Until he dumps her and dates me. Oi. Oh, no. Tim, let's be frank. I don't need to dump her to date you. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm just a very selfish lover, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's fair. No. Can't um, you. So, I have a question no. uh, regarding the movie and how you guys... No one has an it. answer. Well, I, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um... If there was one thing that you could have done to improve it, maybe because, you know, if you've got like an idea that, oh, they really should have done this, maybe that would have made the twist even twistier. What do you what would you have gone with? Simple. I would have played Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have fucking killed it. Just imagine the scene where she's in her convertible and the 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 suitcase opens and all of her, her lingerie starts flying out and she just turns around and goes oh fuck oh I could have nailed that dude <laughs> I don't know jo like for me I think it's just it needed to be because it was what an hour and 30 minutes mm -hmm. it yeah really it was like 90, 97 minutes I think yeah it was it wasn't too long and I was like I just need more character development or like if characters I, at all less characters and more like can you tell me something about them i don't even know their fucking name you know yeah i think if they stuck to maybe six or seven uh 
How characters. many are there? Six or seven? That's how There were ten. There were four. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and their birthday was May 10th. I guess there was something about the number 10. But, yeah, if they stuck oh. to less characters and more character development and more of little Timmy um, being a demon child in the background, then I, I would have liked it a little bit more. I know. I the only reason I know his name was not Little Timmy is because that's not a location. <laughs> that's the only reason. His I don't know what his York. name was. Yeah, his last name was York. They had regular that's enough? names, but their last oh, name was true. York. Yeah. Yeah, it was George, Alice, and Timothy York. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved like people compare it to, and then there were none. And one of the best parts of And Then There Were None was the, like, through line between all the people. Like, they all had some sort of relation that was what caused them to be there and be targets for this murder game. I think In I this was... game, it was, ju- or this movie, it was just, they have the same we all have birthday. location names and the same birthday. Yeah. And yeah, surprise, think... we exist in the same brain. And that still wasn't enough for me. I was like, these people need to be connected in some sort of way. Yeah. I that also probably justifies the the demon boy murder. I think I kept expecting like one thread of like a person, or even if they knew yes. of Malcolm. Yes, Malcolm like, should have been something in their lives connected to Malcolm, because because I feel like they not that all personalities have to know each other, but they have to at least know something about who they're connected to, and there was like no other obvious connection. Right. I mean, uh, Grace and I, we've been watching a lot of Doom Patrol, and there's a character with dissociative um, identity disorder. I think it's, what, like, more than 50 personalities or something like that? And each one of them has a unique superpower. But the really cool way that they kind of show what's going on in her head is that her her, um, mind is like a subway. subway. Yeah, it's like a subway. Uh, not the sandwich place, but like an actual. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I wanted shitty you belly t- meat. You tease. Um, Subway doesn't even have real bread. It's okay, guys. What? Yeah. And so the- it's the most delicious cardboard you're ever gonna get. So all of the different personalities um are played by different actors, much like an identity here. Um, but all of them know that they are in some way shape or form especially when they sort of take the light like when they sort of come to the forefront take are, the lead. Pro- are protecting um the girl the girl that you know that is hosting all of them right uh so in this case if they had all known who malcolm was or uh, you know had come to that conclusion like oh that was a you know that was a buddy of mine i went to school with that guy oh he was our neighbor yeah. like then i yeah. think it would have been really cool um I he should have played some sort of role in all their lives in yeah. some way, yeah. and it would have made it so much better. Also, because I just thought of this while you were saying that, who was the body in the freezer? Oh, that was the previous hotel, Larry. The, the original. The, who was that? What happened to that personality? Were they already died. killing each other? No, no, no. Because the drug. So the drug. The idea of the drug was that it would kill off the personalities and eventually get the main ones to the hotel. So Motel Larry was not a main, the original Motel Larry was not a main personality. Okay. I wish that they kind of explained a little bit more about the other dead bodies because they also found that cop guy in the back, in the trunk of the the fake cops. 
Oh yeah, that the convicts killed. Yeah, and so there were two other bodies, so there were 12 total, I guess, or I guess 11. But that's never addressed, I felt like. Yeah. Oh, Oh, no. And so did the demon boy already know that, like, all right, we're at the motel, we're down to 10. Let me grab those keys. Like, what if... Again, magic. (laughs) He manifested it into Motel medicine magic. He just, I... he, he spoke it into an existence and then it, it No happened. he didn't. He didn't talk. <laughs> he just he just denounced hookers. That was his only line. I was gonna say, like, why do they have to make excuses to get to the motel? And in my like mind, I was thinking that that motel was a vacuum. Like it's existed only in its mind, right? Like why yeah. did all these characters have to be like, oh, I killed other motel Larry to be the motel Larry now. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that other motel Larry, like original motel Larry, just died. Was dead on impact when yes, when if if he wasn't lying, motel Larry could have been lying. Yeah, because second motel Larry guy was like, "Yo, I just came here and dude had a heart attack and was dead already." And- Can we talk about second motel Larry? <clears throat> Could you imagine going to a motel? And then you're like, oh, shit, guy who owns this place is dead. Welp puts on his cap. <laughs> Guess this is my role now. Yeah. Someone's got to keep this motel up and running. Yeah, I guess I'm just running a motel now. Thank God my name is also Larry. Yeah. <laughs> that was so convenient. He was like, why couldn't they have come up with a different name for a previous yeah. motel, Larry? It didn't need to be Larry. <laughs> For a while, I thought that original Motel Larry was our main serial killer guy. They had similar body shapes, which confused me even further. So I was like, why are you dead in a freezer in your own mind? Oh, you thought he was Malcolm Rivers in the freezer? Yes. What? I I thought that was Malcolm Rivers. I have very bad facial recognition. I'm sorry. But that, that did make things even more confusing for me. It's just, I don't know, it's like, it, this whole thing was built as a mystery, but it seems like they didn't care about the details. So I just imagine at one point they're they're like writing or creating this movie, and then they're just like, how are we going to end it? I don't know. It's a mystery. Even oh, we to have me. to do that? Yeah. It wasn't a mystery movie, it was just a surprise movie. What do you mean we have to tie things together? I don't know, it's made up, it's in his brain. Yeah, there were no clues, there was no like stuff you were supposed to be piecing together, it was just like, surprise, it was the boy you thought died. Yeah. But then again, like usual suspects, like that's one of these movies where you're like, it kind of loses its legs after you know the ending. And even for that, I feel like um, there's no real clues because all of the things were posters behind him. But that that seems like less ridiculous to me than this. Like, at least that I feel like they tried to make like a legit movie in what they were trying to do. Here, it seems like they got halfway and they're like, fuck it, put the bat down his throat. Car explodes and he walks away like a Terminator. You know, like, it seems like they bailed halfway what they were trying to do for this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what gets me. And I was like, you have like so many good actors in this. And then they're like, yeah. you can act for like 30% of the time, quietly grumble for the rest of the movie and then be confused. No, say more names, more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I just wanted a scene where um that little boy was stuffing that bat. In that <laughs> yeah. Very slow. Like, come on, one more. 
<laughs> that would have been very difficult for a child his size and like him being, you know, like on a chair and stuff. And that's and all he looks wanted. like a large man. Like that yeah. boy would have had to stand on another chair next to the man in a chair and be like, no, no, can you look up a little higher? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and he had to get it past all those teeth. Yeah, like my dentist has a hard time flossing my teeth when I come to visit. How's this guy getting a whole bat? Yeah. But like that's all I wanted when they had that like that flashback montage of like the yeah. kid doing all the evil shit. I was just like, please, I will take everything, every mean thing I said about this movie if you just show the kid nope. just throwing Actually it down. Yeah, just doing that. Because that said they're just like they pull a child's play and just show him walking into the room. I'm here now. <laughs> well, also, I I do have to commend the kid on having that good like evil face. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, and he knows exactly where the camera is to like vamp to it. So I was like, good kid. I don't know. I think by default, I just I think that's very like kids are just naturally evil. That's why I just don't trust children. <laughs> like I, he he was the best use of a child actor though because he did not have lines. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't talk. He didn't say, horse, don't get a second chance. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, don't get a second chance. (laughs) As he holds a trowel or whatever. And she goes, oh no, a small child with a tool. (laughs) My only weakness. (laughs) I'm useless here in the orange grove. (laughs) Yeah, really. If only I could run or something. Instead, she just sat on the ground looking terrified. Must have been that motel serum. So who did you think was, if if it wasn't for the child reveal or whatever, like who were you betting was the actual killer personality? Like, betting or Ray wanting? Liotta. Wanting, I guess. Okay. I wanted it to be Ray Liotta. Because, you know, there was that true doc scene. And, yeah, yeah. And he's creepy. Creepy Ray. Like there's very little things where I'm like, Way to be normal, Ray. <laughs> Everything I've seen that guy and I'm well, like, Well, he's in something where he's like semi-normal now, isn't he? He's got villain lips. Villain lips? Villain lips. I think it's his eyes. Really? His eyes are just like I think pure, it's like scary blue eyes. I think it's his hairline. It's like his hairline has that like horn-like shape. Yeah. So, so. Hold on, Grace. I'm sending you a photo. <laughs> <laughs> so he has villain lips. Look at the his widow's lips and tell me he peak, does not have a villain the, mouth. The scary, piercing, pale blue eyes. So, so basically, are... what you're saying is he's a white people, so you're scared of him. He's a white people. <laughs> 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 oh, because he doesn't have a top lip. I understand. He doesn't what have you're either lip. Yeah. It's yeah. They're just yeah. tiny devil snakes. Okay. I don't know. Mark, what else was Ray Liotta in? And I always call on Mark because he's one of those people who just automatically knows who's in what. Oh, I had to Google who Ray Liotta was so I could remember. Oh, which come on, you was. guys. Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas. Um, Vice he's City. Often, he's often playing like a cop so or, or a criminal, one or the other, dirty right? Cop. Yeah. Um, dirty yeah, Dirty Cop. Uh, he was in... Um, I, I know he's done a lot of sitcoms and stuff recently, so I know he was in really? uh, Unbreakable really? Kimmy Schmidt. He was oh, in Modern that's like Family. like a fun guy? Um, I believe, well, if it's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'd hope so. But um, <laughs> He's he was Tommy no Vecetti in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's true. He was in the movie. Um, shoot. <laughs> Here's what's funny. So he was in Blow and he was in the movie Narc, which I'm like, of course. <laughs> and um, I know he played, and this is only because I'm a huge Rat Pack nerd. 
Um, he played Sinatra in the Rat Pack really? movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, huh. I, is that the same one? Hold on here. Oh, he was I, in Identity. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean <laughs> I feel like my only connection to Ray Liotta is like vaguely understanding that he was in these mobster slash bad cop like bad cop movies but also like my thing to Ray Liotta was like he was shoeless Joe Jackson in Feel of Dreams so I'm like he wasn't necessarily creepy there but his aura the person of Ray Liotta just being there kind of just freaked me out and I guess it is his eyes yeah I was always uncomfortable with how the plants kept dying around him in that movie (laughs) just like anything within a two foot radius (laughs) okay uh, I'm just gonna address. There's this scene uh, where Ray Liotta first drives in in the in the car, and then Ginny, like the the girl, goes like, "Oh, I, I feel cold" or something like that. Like it's like yeah. very ominous. Like death has arrived. I know. Well, I, with <laughs> with that, like with the relationship between Ginny hating Ray Liotta's character, I don't know what his name is in this movie. <laughs> no, but it is. It was a bit that because like she was like the empath or the psych, whatever the fuck she was, because she was like, "There's a va- bad vibe here. Or, I feel cold." Or can't you feel oh. it? Like she's the one here. who just kept thinking, like pushing the the plot that she was like, "This is an Indian burial yes. ground." Yes, she's the one yes. like this. Yeah. Okay. we're we're on bad ground. And she then... was also a fake pregnancy lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't you guys buy that when she was like throwing that? Because like she throws like made up pregnancy, and then like ten minutes later she was like Indian burial burial ground. I was like, honestly, stop making no, shit up. Pamphlet of it, like it said, this is built on Indian burial yeah. ground. No, but I mean, did you guys think like buy that that like this might be that movie? I honestly, like I said, I thought for a while this was going to take a more it? supernatural turn. Yeah. So I thought maybe, I guess that is subconsciously why I thought that, because I would not have remembered that point if you didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just assumed she was on a lot of drugs. I assumed they were both on a lot of drugs, and they just saw a cop and were like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, here's a question, um, and and maybe it was in the movie, obviously you guys could let me know for sure. But the whole the whole thing with Malcolm and like sort of his interrogation, uh, how was that presented next to everything that was happening to the motel? Were they like two completely separate stories that just happened to be yeah. edited next to each other? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So so the whole time you're thinking like the the um the prisoner is Busey, right? And mm-hmm. then eventually, like, they bring in the actual Malcolm. You're like, how the hell does this connect? And that's mm-hmm. when John, like, phases into Malcolm as right. as the main. And so it kind of separated itself in, and came together in that weird point. Yeah. It, it was like a weird way of them burying a lead that didn't need to be buried since there was no logical way to arrive at the true conclusion. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the, the reason why I ask is because I don't know if they needed or the this would have required they take out the Busey character, but it would have been cool if they were interrogating Malcolm about the murders he committed as if the motel was where those murders took place. Well, that's kind of what you... Is that what they were going for? That's kind of what I you think, think so. that it's either a flashback. Because uh-huh. then they're like, you killed all these people. And now that's what I was thinking when I originally watched it. I was like, is this a flashback? Are they showing like how he killed all of them? But okay, he... that must have been yeah. the, the, the yeah. premise. Okay, okay. I th- it, it was very clearly set up to try to trick you into thinking. But then with the addition of Busey, though... Um, 
did that make people go wait a second this isn't the same thing or i think it was supposed to be a what moment because you know you see him and you're just like a man can have that much teeth and then a few minutes later you realize oh wait that's not malcolm because i don't i feel like it would have been cool if we had seen like just shots of malcolm like walking around the the motel sort of stalking about and then like we're like, oh, he did kill those people. But then in the real world, we're seeing him like deny everything. And then it would have been cool if, let's say, the kid was the first one to die. So that when he goes outside and the kid never returns, you see Malcolm stalking around. And then that last shot of the whole motel sequence is him looking in the window. And it's him seeing him seeing the kid mm-hmm. as opposed to. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I get you. Yeah. And but what you're know. describing is a good movie, Mark. <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> You're, you're not, not allowed to have sorry, logic sorry. in this what movie. You're just, what you're describing uh, is a well-written movie. film. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> you know, Mark, I actually thought that that plot line was kind of like what happened. Like, I thought at first that, like, the little kid was supposed to be Malcolm. Like, because they kept hinting that, like, there were, like, that Malcolm had, like, a very traumatic childhood. And so, How- like, what if he did kill people when he was a child kind of thing? You know, yeah. like. So, yeah, I thought... How dare you call Alice a whore, though? (laughs) She bled out peacefully, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he killed the the child first, so I don't know. And she put up with that husband, because he was awful. He was a dummy. He He was was awful. Guys, what's happening? There's a body clearly (laughs) in his path. Is what? that a uh, Doctor Cox from uh, Scrubs? Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. His character was terrible. It was so, like he had no fatherly instinct. Like he brought the child first. Well, this is stepson, so he didn't give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, there's clearly I'm smashing now. Hey, <laughs> there's clearly like a dead body in the room, and he just kind of ushers the child in. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, I was like uh, you go first. <laughs> I need a meat shield. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Honestly, Mark, it kind of goes back to what we said earlier, where even if Malcolm was a character in that universe that had ties to everyone there, it would have all made more sense. Because then you're still thinking like, oh, this is still the same world and he has ties to these people. Maybe he did kill them. Or if he didn't, they're related to it in some kind of way. Yeah. But they just... Why think? Just film. <laughs> I will say Look this. Look how many teeth this man has. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the old YouTube right now, and as of June 27th, 2014, someone put up, and what I'm guessing is a bonus feature, uh, the making of identity. What? And uh, I'm oh, I was gonna, gonna watch that, and I didn't. Oh my I'm god, we should watch, watch it together this later to see if this sheds any new light. Um, oh, how I much wanted... did they cut out of this film? <laughs> don't know but this thing is about 15 minutes long oh, Jesus. uh however i'm i'm looking at the comments though and it is a smorgasbord of, of different uh of uh different sort of <laughs> reactions i guess to the movie um some people were people, fans people feel very strongly about not. this movie um if you watched the trailer everyone was like this is my favorite movie ever blah, blah, blah. and i was like whoa okay everyone has very strong reactions to it i think it's very telling that 13 year old me would have said the same thing <laughs> said the same thing as well as a high school child oh god yeah. i'll say See, this, this... Was... uh go ahead sorry oh no i was just like i love how earlier 
Tim, you were saying how dated you were. You were 13 in 2003, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was not 13. Listen, I'm just trying to flex on all of you, except <laughs> Kathleen, are you younger than me? I, I was about 13 as well. In 2003 or 4. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just and I somewhere. can say as the oldest bitch in the room, <laughs> you know, 21 year old me would have liked this too. That's okay, but let's be real. That's not that as big of a difference as the like forty-five-year-old dude coming out of the theater going, "Ah, oh, man, I've done blow my mind." <laughs> um, I love How this. that man gets so much teeth. That's the mystery, right? Alcyon Five Zippo four months ago wrote this wow. comment on the on the uh, on the documentary. That this is, is great. so recent. I truly love this movie. It was a great feeling when I finally caught up to what was going on. Not to sound like I'm up my own ass, but the first script I wrote had similar themes. Such a fascinating history of personalities. A must-see mystery. I love that. Talking about flexing. Like, okay, Halcyon 5 Zippo. It's like, I'm just throwing this out there. The script I broke, kind of the same thing. And I'm like, did you write it before 2003, I was going to say, I think this movie from 2003 totally ripped off this script I wrote four years ago in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) What I, oh god john cusack's a crook i wanted to also read you my favorite comment because i watched it on amazon because that is literally the only place i could find it okay mm. um i rented it and then i oh, looked wow. at the one star reviews because that's what i do anytime i watch a movie oh have to on something like this and my favorite is from a wonderful man named glenn jones who looks like a very kind man he has an uncomfortably oh. close profile picture on here and he says um <laughs> He wrote it one star review and he just wrote, I don't think I ever did watch this movie, so I can't say anything about it. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> one star. Can we do that? Can we go to things and be like, I didn't say it? <laughs> I assume that means he paid money to watch it and then didn't. Oh, and it no. expired. His eyes. <laughs> Did he rent it and then not watch it and realize? I mean, like, you you can't fucking like stand up, stand somebody up on a date and then say that that date was worst the worst date you've I ever did. been on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's just. I dumb. also appreciate Cheryl Ross who wrote, oh "Not a mystery, a horror film." <laughs> One star. <laughs> This is my favorite thing about this podcast is all the reviews that you guys do from other people. <laughs> oh, I love I this is what anytime I watch something like this, I do this. Oddly enough, I do the opposite. Anytime I watch a shitty movie, I read the five, the five star, star reviews. Yeah. It's very oh. how did this get made? Not to drop another podcast, but that's what they that's what they specialize in. And when I was doing um the the old podcast on WWE Studios reading some of the the five star comments from people on Amazon was just wow like it had it just I remember one comment said like had the had just the right amount of of guns jokes and body posing and I went that's a thing I didn't think I'd ever hear in my lifetime but okay what movie was this Mark uh, this was one of like the 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 Triple H movies that wasn't like a crime caper. It was like not the chaperone, but it was, I was like say the chaperone. No, but it was just like yeah, it had just the right amount of body posing. I went, that's a strange criterion to have, but okay, cool. Well, let me know if you remember the title because I want to know what movie this is that has the perfect amount of body <laughs> posing. <laughs> well, okay, well, I cannot on. tell you how many times I've watched a film and gone, no, too much body posing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, too much, just well, too much. Real quick, going back to this movie. Movie. I mean, did we ever at any point 
um, did any of us go, well, this is a bad movie? Yes. I did the second time. <laughs> as, yeah, as an adult, I was like, oh, no. Mm. Me, and, yeah. me and John were very pretty much like, yeah, this is a bad movie. And that I, was I think it had a lot of good elements. Yeah. <laughs> I think the premise of it was very, I guess, promising. And then yes. the delivery was not as well done. Yeah, cool idea, poorly executed. I yeah. can't wait to write a version of this for Stories High next year. Oh my god! And then can we all it's... do that? Can we all sign up for Stories High and then we all just make our own version of this? <laughs> and see and see how many of them get picked. Except we're the only people who signed up, so Stories High is just five different versions of identity. But like, one needs to be a rom com. One Absolutely. needs to be a horror. I I will write only about the oranges. <laughs> My play will be called I'm Turning 30 Next Week and I Just Want to Go Home and Grow Oranges. And it's a musical. I am turning 30 and I just want to go home and grow some oranges. If we could like do a whole like identiverse of plays, that would be awesome. Because like, can we just just have a, a, a whole anthology series? Of identity. of identity okay okay i got an idea i'm writing a sequel <laughs> paris survived the attack from the little boy because it turns out little boys are very susceptible to being killed by adults so <laughs> she, she continues her life on her orange farm until who's that oh no another mysterious person has shown up on her property it's her sister Reno. <laughs> nice i dig it and then you'd have to call it of course identity or, yes. or it's identity, but there's a f- another I in the beginning. Oh, well, so I was going to say two Y's at the end instead of a Y. Identity. I would. I... <laughs> like Illuminati, but identity. Just so everyone looks at it and goes, "The fuck? Why?" No one. Just not identities. It's just it's not going to do that. No, no they're not. They're honestly they're not going to pass up the idea of having a Roman numeral two because it already looks like a singular I at the beginning to spell identity. But then it would plus, look like two identity, which looks stupid. But plus, the characters aren't written well enough to technically have identities, so legally we can't call it that. Oh. <laughs> So, all right. So, if we're okay, guys, we're doing this. We're doing an no. identiverse. No, no. is writing about Geek Show Four identiverse. Yeah. Oh, no, we could call it Geek Show Four into the identiverse. Yes, absolutely. Our first piece, our intro piece. You know how we tend to have like the projector down and we play a video to open the shows. Uh huh. We're gonna do that, except we play the entirety of Identity. <laughs> Just ninety minutes, Just all ninety-one <laughs> minutes of the film, full credits and everything. Oh no! And but, we... with, but without any of the audio, we're just gonna have that sunflower song by Post Malone on loop <laughs> oh the entire God. time over I the was, movie. Uh, of Identity. I was gonna say leave the sound, but we play the VHS version, so it has "Coming Soon to a Theater Near You" <laughs> and everything. And then as soon as that ends, we start our show. Oh my god. We need to make this happen. I think we'd violate the Geneva Convention if we did that. (laughs) We need to make it happen. Even if it's just for us. We deserve nice things, Tim. Then why are we doing this? (laughs) I love how far away Kathleen is laughing at this... And it's so polite. Meanwhile, me and Grace, like every episode, we just laugh directly into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Be 
speaking of polite, we have another one-star review from nice underscore lieutenant. <laughs> oh no. This is this is in reviews from other countries because that's a thing Amazon does apparently. Wait, what? and he is from the United Kingdom, and you'd never be able to tell this uh, by the review. He just wrote one star, one hundred percent rubbish. <laughs> I was gonna say, does he spell something with a U? Didn't he? I mean, yes, rubbish does have a U in it, but <laughs> I don't know. I told Grace before um, we had like like all you guys on. I was like, my biggest fear when we have Mark on the podcast is that you're just gonna start speaking in accents with Mark, and that <gasps> always like freaks me out. Fucking crap! Oh my god, Mark. Well, at least we do it towards the end of the episode. Mark, Scottish. No, I do Australian, Mark. No, I am not Can I be Michael four. Kane? I am your <laughs> four. Jim, please. Fours don't get second chances. They great. don't. <laughs> no, do that in a Michael Caine accent, please, Tim. <laughs> no, I don't do an accent. I do a full Michael Caine character. Yeah, yes. do, do Michael Caine yes. saying that. I'm Michael Caine. Slice of a tangerine. I was going to say, oh, I can't wait to see these oranges turn to size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> So she she's on her orange farm and she she murders the little boy because of course she does because it's a child and she <laughs> looks up there's Michael Caine and he just goes oh, I'm Michael Caine <laughs> scene ends show the title <laughs> title card <laughs> loud deep dramatic uh, inception noise <laughs> 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 Okay, so I'm loving this. I'm on IMDb now. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Looking at the please, please tell me, after you do this, I need you to see if I'm, I'm turning 30 next week and I just want to go home and grow oranges. <laughs> it's in the memorable quote. Because if it's not, I am making an IMDb account just to add that. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, I'll look up the quotes here. Bum, bum, bum. But what were you going to say? Hold on, let me open that in a new tab. Um, so apparently, uh, somebody thought it was important enough to list that, uh, there are similarities between other roles, uh, that John Cusack has had. And of course his role as Ed in this movie. So this one, my God, you can't call out Grace and John like this on their own (laughs) podcast. Well, did, did you read this part? Apparently John Cusack played a limousine driver in 2012, which was a movie in 2009, yeah. uh, while his character in Identity is a driver. So now I'm thinking that there is an Identiverse and that Ed, who died, had somehow survived and is now going to save the world from what I guess is more personalities. I don't know, you guys. Because um, <laughs> Amanda Peet's also in that movie. Yeah. Oh, that, oh. The Cuniverse, yeah. Uh, the what? Shut up, John. I swear to God. What is that? I'll kill you. <laughs> what is this? All right. I'm 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 looking up oranges. <laughs> yep, have, it's in I here, have, Tim. It's in here. Thank God. Thank God. Did I quote it correctly? Is it I, word for word verbatim? I'm turning 30 next week, and I just want to go home and grow oranges. Verbatim, Tim. Nice. Ver, verbatim, Amazing. in fact. Verbatim. Uh, but yeah, the the complete quote is, I give up. Hey, I give up. What the hell do you want? What do you want, you sick bastard? What the fuck do you want from us? I am turning 30 next week, and I just want to go home and grow 
oranges. She <laughs> rips open her shirt, rips open the door, runs out into the rain, and screams that into the yes. sky. It was wonderful. Yes. I'm going to start using also, that for auditions. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. That's my new monologue. They're like, is there any more? And I'm like, oh, excuse me, you can handle more after that? Yeah. Uh, I want to point out something a little bit creepy. So I just Googled, I'm turning 30 next week, and I just want to go home and uh, grow oranges. And uh, the first result was a personal blog from someone whose name is My Geek Blasphemy. The title of the blog post is, I am turning 30 next week, and I just want to go home and grow oranges. And the beginning of this blog post is, a few months ago, I went to San Francisco. Oh, my God. That's that like you? three for three. This person is us and or watching us, but five years ago, because this post was 2015. <laughs> Are we all <laughs> Are we are all this woman. Yeah, hold on. We're all part of Carly St. George. Carly, I don't know you, but you seem like a wonderful person, <laughs> just based purely on the fact that you picked that as the title for this post. Oh, oh she's God. actually reviewing identity. Oh, I'm going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She posts a lot of pictures of the child looking smug and all the other characters looking very unhappy. It's kind of great. Oh, my Lord. You need to have her as your next guest on this yes. podcast. I cannot wait for the third episode where oh, we talk about identity. Oh, and then you could call it Identity. No. Nope. You know? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what, an, what a terrible show this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you willingly invited guests. And then chose us as the guests. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because we knew you nothing. loved identity, so we wanted you to talk about your love of identity. Yeah, but that shows bad judgment on your part. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you don't love a successful podcast. I can't believe I'm going to read this entire article about identity. <laughs> <laughs> no. For a, th- for a second, I was like, uh, like on air, like right now. <laughs> Can I just read this? Can I just read this? First, she she ends the article with two things: they're a moral and mm-hmm. a tentative grade, which I don't understand because didn't Do you I watch the movie? How is it tentative? Right? Yeah. So she gave it a tentative grade of C. Okay. And the moral is: hmm, you don't have to be legally sane to be executed anymore. Or how about the one I've learned from virtually every time I've played Betrayal at the House on the Hill? The killer is always, always the little kid. I want to be best friends with, who is this? Carly Carly. St. George. (laughs) Shout outs to Carly St. George. (laughs) Yeah, you're a friend of the pod now. We're going to send you a shirt. You're a friend of the pod. Stop with the shirt. And I am the pod. All right, I'm going to find Carly on the old Facebook. Oh my God. I don't have one. And we are going to be best friends. She's going to be yeah. the the. Can you best. send me whatever photo you find, and I'll cross reference it to this photo on her blog. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to send you the blog. I am I'm, an idiot. I'm on the blog right now, also. Okay, I'm really good at the internet, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone's, uh, so any person whose review we mentioned on the podcast today, congratulations, you earned a shirt. We're going to send no, you. A shirt. No, 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 no. <laughs> the rest of them are not friends of the pod. Just Carly St. George. Carly, okay. oh, Carly St. George went to SF State. She's a Gator. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my 
god, you guys! I lost something. I can't believe you guys stalking this. I cannot believe that Q-Sack to the Future is a doxing podcast. Stop this it. is so weird. This is doxed everybody in Earth right now. Stop. <laughs> oh, um, you giving out your last names, looking at bitches I on didn't. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, guys, for coming on to the very last episode of Q Sex in the Future. What a way to end. <laughs> Wait, but I was ready to watch Room 1408 for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess we have to continue. All right. I guess so. <laughs> I still want who to knows, be on Who knows who's blog? Yeah, who you're on Who knows what okay. blog from 2015 I'll find on 1408? <laughs> 2015 blog. <laughs> Does she still post? I gotta check this oh out. My I wanna watch. Oh, she posted yesterday! I'm gonna send her a message. I'm gonna link her this podcast. I'm- as soon as this goes up, I'm linking this to her. I wanna be her best friend. Uh, oh also, while we're on the subject of jumping onto future shows, guys, can you let me know when you guys are ready to review Real Steel? Because I will absolutely jump on board. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't think I'll ever be ready for that. Why? Why? It's a great know. movie, Tim. I was... Very emotional yesterday. I'm not ready to open my heart again. <laughs> uh, and he's not, like, Cusack's not in it, but I mean, we can say he played the robot. I'm sure he's seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman, John Cusack, same Biff. Yeah, we'll, same fi- we'll, we'll find a connection. <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> oh, boy. All um, right. Yeah. This. So does. Anyone else have anything else to say about this movie before we bury it forever on this podcast? Or or at least until Identity 3? John, this is all I'm going to be talking about for the next three years. I hope you're ready for that. (laughs) I just happened upon um, the IMDb quotes as well, and I really like this quote by Paris. And she just goes, you're a complicated cat, Edward. (laughs) Yep, I remember that. That was the closest they got to a... That was the closest we got to a romantic. Your name and his name are in that quote, but there's. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so weird. (laughs) He probably responded, "Paris, thank you, Paris." (laughs) So are we going to agree? And then he looks directly into the camera and goes, "Paris, Nevada." So are we going to agree that Paris or Amanda Peet's Paris is the best character in this movie? Oh, I want to be her when I grow up, even though I'm. Older than she are, she was in the film already. Yeah, who's who's our favorites in this movie? Before um, we stop talking about this forever, I was a big fan of uh, Busey's teeth. <laughs> That's a character. I still want to find out who played them all. I wanted to yeah. be the baseball bat that went into Busey's teeth. Oh, baby! That's brave. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Mark? You had a favorite? Yeah, who's your favorite, Mark? Um, my favorite part of the movie, moments or favorite character, character. or moment? My favorite moment. Uh, it's actually it's it's quite a few, but it's every moment where my friends went. Yeah, that was not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? Can we all have our favorite moment? Because yeah. he has that. I have uh, grow oranges. Yeah. My favorite part is when Hugh Jackman convinced his son to dance in front of his first wrong uh, movie, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked, um, I, and this is like, I'm serious, uh, uh, John Cusack's monologue. 
when he he talks about like quitting the police force police force yeah and like why he did that because there was a suicide that he couldn't like stop or something that was a really good rem- movie or a really good rem- part of the movie do you remember why he stopped being a cop like he he was in feel like he was having blackouts right no he witnessed uh he couldn't save a the suicide girl. yeah yeah uh-huh but, but was it like a medical thing or he's just like, I'm like mentally done? Because I don't remember. He had like he, PTSD, didn't he? Yeah, he had PTSD. He watched her yep. die and then couldn't. I think, he, I think he would faint or something like that. I, I feel like yeah, I, I remember what like you were him. saying, John. There was some medical thing. Yeah, he like he was like fainting or blacking out or fainting, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I remember hearing that. I was like, oh, yeah, you should quit. But also don't be a limo driver if you're blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> But you know Caroline Suzanne likes to play dangerous. <laughs> oh, God. Um, hey, so yeah. didn't you used to be that actress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I just carry a lot of cash. Just a shit ton of cash. Just a needless amount of cash. Yeah. In my limousine. <laughs> That's driven by my limo driver who blacks out. <laughs> and does not give it absolute shit about me dying holy fuck (laughs) i swear to god that's how he said it he sounded bored if not annoyed like ah shit that's you're never gonna get blood out of there you ever try to clean a dryer (laughs) (laughs) shit's gonna be in the lint trap for years fucking hell that dryer shot (laughs) oh god I was going to put a load in there. <laughs> yeah. My coat is drenched. I was going to get this dried. But um, thanks for showing up, guys. Wait, what's Grace's favorite moment? Oh, oh when yeah, Adam didn't win the big fight at the end. Who's Adam? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other movie did we just spoil? <laughs> 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 well, that legit confused me here, because guys. of all that legit confused me because of the general confusion of this podcast and I was just like which character is at which identity is Adam I was googling dude anytime we brought up a character tonight I had to google which one it was so there I am typing in identity Adam <laughs> and I was like when, there, when was there a fight was, like, was it the cuffs? No, there was like a gun duel at the end that I didn't expect I was like which one of them was Adam Oh, by the way, for that gun duel, I love how Cusack was like, none of this is real. And he played like it was a, a video game that he just wanted to end. Yep. He's <laughs> just like, let's wrap this fucking movie Oh, up. that's how much damage it does? I'm just going to tank through it. Yeah. Well, Paris just shouts at him the entire time. <laughs> I really liked um, John Cusack like, looking down and seeing he was shot like he didn't know he was shot. And then collapsing all of a sudden he was like oh i've been shot my actions have consequences (laughs) i just imagine him thinking he was like well none of this is real but the pain is ed ed i'm so ineffective ed (laughs) ed did you realize you got shot i'll plug it with oranges Oh. Okay. Okay. And oh my no. life, I've been hoping for something, something. Different. 
All right, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for being like, on our podcast, our tenth official podcast. This is, oh this shit, is we 10. made it to ten. This is ten. We made it to that's ten. A, yo. That's how many identity <laughs> with the keys. That's <laughs> the number. Oh my identity. god. So. Oh my god. Time yeah. right. It's all coming together. Does it, anyone have anything to plug before we leave? Yeah. John, Ed's bullet wound. I almost called him John. <laughs> Mark is on several podcasts. Can you just go ahead and plug all of them right now? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, head over to nerdragepodcast.com for, uh, for my podcast, Nerd Rage. The Great Debates, which is part of the Comedio uh, Comedy Network. Uh, it's basically we get a bunch of uh, of comedians, writers, podcasters, and the occasional pro wrestlers, and we get together and argue over shit that matters. So again, that's nerdragepodcast.com or at nerdragetgd on all the social media. And uh, yeah, you can find the podcast on all the different podcasters, much like this one. Yep. Uh, I'll put the link in the description below. <laughs> Mary Todd, link in bio. <laughs> Tim, anything? Oh, what I want to plug? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to put one out there for my good pal, Carly St. George, (laughs) whose opinions I don't know yet, but I look forward to learning. (laughs) Um, If this gets aired before Saturday, um, well, there is Forbidden Futures on Saturday at 7 p.m. on Twitch. Uh, And then... Stories High is happening in November. Um, Explain to me Stories High. What's that? Explain to me what's happening with Stories High. Yes. You went um, you went very NPR voiced for that. Yeah. No, now explain to me <laughs> Stories High. I you know, every now and then I want to talk about my terror. It will all be digital. Um and Ooh. I believe yeah, we will attempt to direct and act in um a very digital Stories High. Uh, yeah there were a lot of writing workshops and a lot of really good writing came out of those workshops so we're gonna try to yeah have have a show i will be directing one of them and yes is tim's uh story about the orange groves gonna be produced any chance it's gonna be i'm gonna hack it i'm gonna zoom bomb it and just start playing my own piece you're both uh paris and reno I just love that it took until Cat for someone to plug the theater. That is the reason we all know each other. <laughs> We've been talking about Mendelstiff every time, though. People yeah. know it by now, I would say. But not on this, the important episode. <laughs> the important episode. <laughs> this one's so special, I'm going to delete everything that came before this. Oh, God. <laughs> he meant before this sentence. He's just going to delete this episode. Can you imagine if I didn't hit record until right now? Ah! <laughs> it would hurt you so much. Ah! End it before you jinx yourself, motherfucker. This podcast no longer is. It was. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. Goodbye. Um, oh, I'm supposed to close out. Thanks, yeah. guys, for listening. <laughs> this one's on me. Um, we'll see you guys next week. What are we talking about next week? We are talking about... Um, oh, fuck. What we'll be we- talking about a thing that has John Cusack in it. We'll let you know. Bullets. Uh, this- <laughs> We're talking about bullets. Bullets over Broadway. Okay. Uh, no guess for that, right? Mm-mm. Okay. We'll be back next week where it's uh, just us, uh, unfortunately. But if we can convince <laughs> these people to come back, we'll have them back. But thanks for listening, guys. Until the next episode. Uh, see you guys Thanks later. for listening, guys. Like, comment, and subscribe. I'm Michael Kine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.